Podcast. I am Pastor Megan, and I am so happy to be here today with Pastor Brandon and Pastor Steve. Hi, everybody. It's good to have you here. Um, gosh, we have we have things to do today together. Uh, in particular, we are in a new sermon series. Pastor Steve got us kicked off this past Sunday. Oh, great intro to where we're going. Um, or already are, I suppose, right? Because mm-hmm. this is this is week two of that. We're we're in the middle of it. You actually kicked us off on Easter. In a way, I did. But <laughs> Easter was kind of Easter was kind of its own thing. Its own thing. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I guess it's a special day. It is. Well, and all. Let's be honest too. We are still in Easter. This is still <gasps> the season of. I, wait, hold on. He is risen. He is risen, risen indeed. Hallelujah. Uh, yes, friends. Easter is fifty. Five zero fifty days long, so keep that party going. It brings the balance to the the uh, Lenten journey that we've oh, just been. Oh <laughs> mercy, right? It's it's good mm. to have things to celebrate, <laughs> like maybe sunshine. Yes. Yeah, hopefully. Whew. Maybe warm weather. Maybe warm weather. I don't even know. It's Minnesota, and uh, it's probably, is it still February? Is that what month? It feels like it. <laughs> is that where we're at? April right? got confused. I sure did. Mm. It went the wrong direction. Um, COVID time goes backwards. Um, but hey, we're here now. We are in the season of Easter. We are in a new sermon series. And, and, wait for it. We're not in the Gospel of John anymore. What? <gasps> I know. Hard times. Um, We have been reading from John, what, since... December. Right? Not long after Mm -hmm. Christmas. So I'm sure you all are really (laughs) ready for a break. Uh, And we'll give it to you at least for a few weeks. um, Because this sermon series started with the end of John, but now we are moving into the book of Acts. I'm kind of sad because I really liked John. I know you do. And I was really looking forward every week to hearing... The pieces of John that you like best, because I don't know if I mentioned this, but John's not. If I had a favorite gospel, it wouldn't be John. Yeah. So mm. it's okay. But that's why there's four. You, you can take your pick. Resonates with different folks. And you know? we are, since we're in the Book of Acts, it's worth mentioning that the the Book of Acts is in effect a continuation of the Gospel of Luke. The Luke Acts narrative is often referred to, and Luke is my favorite gospel, so it all balances out. You like shepherds and sheep. I like shepherds and sheep. Mm. I like nice pastoral scenes. I like I like good narratives, good stories with a clean red thread. Le- not this like John, I'm in my head talking about my feelings thing. That's I- why I like John so much. <laughs> <laughs> I relate with that guy. Oh, isn't it funny though? Like I, I do love that even the gospel writers themselves like have kind of a vibe that we pick up on right let's I just love it. talk for four chapters about theory That's, that sounds so good I'm just gonna, you just all sit here and i'm just gonna talk to you I'm just gonna talk to you um luke's like no let's go for a walk yeah and then mark's like i'm just gonna show you we're gonna bam 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 yeah it's like <laughs> no commentary movie. it's like an it's action, like action movie and then suddenly and then suddenly and then suddenly the matthew's all like and then the Bible said back then, and oh, it's all yeah. about the Messiah. Let yeah. me point back. Let me give myself some credibility. <laughs> Let me unroll the scroll for you. And now we've just like given you a full synopsis of all four Gospels. <laughs> yeah. That's all anybody needs. Anything can happen here on the Carry On cast. <laughs> <laughs> How about what happens as we talk about the Book of Acts, Ooh, which is what we were, we were going to be doing until That's I got right. so distracted, because that never happens. Never. Um, Pastor Steve. Yes. Uh, 
help us out, man, because you ended us in the Gospel of John, and now we are moving to Acts chapter 9, and that's a jump. That's like eight chapters. That stuff happens. Stuff happens. So If, if you had to pick like a top three stuff that happened, yep, yep. What, did, what did we miss? Here, We missed a lot, but here's, what, here's the highlights. Jesus left. The Holy Spirit showed up. Things were good for a while. And then they killed Stephen, and everybody ran for the hills. Wow. There it is. That was like 15 seconds. Yeah. You said keep it short, so that's the highlights. <laughs> <laughs> and Peter's kind of the, the, the main character of those eight chapters. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a fair assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's, I, I did just mention that Easter is 50 days, and so I think it's worth mentioning that when Jesus goes – that's his ascension into heaven. Ascension day is 40 days after Easter. And then 10 days later, we get hmm. Pentecost, which is when the Holy Spirit shows up. Interesting thing. Ooh. I, I've mentioned it briefly in the sermon this past week. But the Holy Spirit shows up on Easter day in John. That's true. When Jesus gently breathes it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Luke makes you wait 50 days because he wants to associate the Holy Spirit with the Jewish festival of Pentecost. And he shakes the room and tongues of fire and kapow. Very different stories of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit shows up every day. But then my favorite question is, Pastor Steve, (laughs) you don't have to wait 50 days. (laughs) Which version of the story is right? Exactly. Yes. Woo-hoo! <laughs> um, yeah, because as we've been saying, there are often different versions of the story, but it doesn't mm. mean that one is necessarily right or wrong. It's just a different perspective. Mm. I think the the moral of the story is we have the Holy Spirit yeah. with us, and John, that's something to celebrate. John was emphasizing intimacy, relationship, creation, breath of God, and that's why he told the story that way. And Acts is telling a more public narrative. Look, here is what really happened, so that you can know it's true. Uh, speaking different languages and uh, flame coming out of your head and is a way more like demonstrable event. Yeah, and the Luke-Acts narrative is also trying to connect it to the promise of going to all nations. Yep. And so by, by all the nations came to Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came, and then what we're seeing by, by the, the execution of Stephen, it starts driving... Jewish followers of Jesus into strange new lands. And that's what the Holy Spirit is doing, is leading them into more and more uncomfortable spaces, mm-hmm. which is, brings us to our story today. <laughs> it for sure does. Speaking of uncomfortable things, mm-hmm. uh, this story from Acts is, is pretty uncomfortable, um, if not for us, although it should be, definitely for the people in the story. And with that lead-in, mm-hmm. Pastor Brandon, here's the deal. We're reading from Acts 9, verses 1 through 19. A, and when you hear us say like A or B or C in a verse, it just means like the first part of the verse or the middle part of the verse, because sometimes the verse is long and things cut off in weird places. Um, let's read the first nine verses of Acts 9 first, uh, and then we'll check in a little bit, and then we'll keep going. You got it. Meanwhile, Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any who belonged to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now as he was going along and approaching Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He asked, Who are you, Lord? 
The reply came, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless because they heard the voice but saw no one. Saul got got up from the ground, and though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. For three days he was without sight and neither ate nor drank. Okay, what the heck just happened here? Well, we've got Saul who is um, persecuting followers of the way are Jesus followers. We we would say Christians. And Saul is, um, what, a religious extremist? Uh, He's a very Jewish Jew He's person. a Pharisee. He's a Pharisee. <laughs> He's got a very particular view of the the right way to do things. Yeah, and he 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 wants to return people to the correct way of be following the Jewish faith. Correct. And so there are these people converting to Christianity, but also Jewish people who are following the way Jesus. And so he's going to track them all down, and if not kill them, at least bring them to a place where they'll be punished and put on trial. Because he thinks it's heresy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Saul thinks he's doing good stuff. Um, we know the end of the story, so Whoa. we know that he's he's barking up the wrong tree. Um, Pastor Steve, is there anything that you hear in this first half that that feels like worth mention today? Well, I, I think it's important to note that Saul, who you just mentioned, becomes Paul and writes like half what we call the New Testament. Pretty much, yeah. His first encounter with Jesus was a risen Christ who shows up in a in a pretty dramatic way and it's that's just really interesting his relationship with Christ is radically different than the Peter James and John the guys and the women who traveled with Jesus throughout the gospel stories Mm -hmm. and so this is how Saul's journey begins and that's why he's got a different perspective yeah (laughs) I think it's interesting too I, I don't think I really processed it this way but Saul um, doesn't see Jesus ever. Like, even in this vision, mm. right, the whole point is that Saul has lost his vision. He only yeah. hears Jesus. I'll say one more thing. I, did, I just was reading this in a book recently that the question that Saul asks is, who are you, Lord? Mm-hmm. And you could argue that he spent the rest of his life trying to answer that question. Oh, yeah. Because for him, because he was such a devout Pharisee, and just splitting hairs a little bit, there was no difference between Judaism and Christianity at this point. Correct. Christianity didn't exist for another 400 years. In, these in were, the way that we would call in it. In the way that such, we would yeah. call it. The, these were Jewish people who had claimed Jesus was the Messiah. And the, re- the same reason they killed Jesus is that they were still afraid that the Romans were going to throw down... The Romans were going to come. They were still, it's, it's the same story as the Gospels, right? They were afraid that Rome was going to crush them because of this insurrection right. claiming a new Caesar. So if you say Jesus is Lord, you are not just potentially committing a, a, like a you know, heresy against your faith. You're also committing treason. Yeah. yeah. And so Paul's like, no, we got to stop these people mm-hmm. before it gets out of control. Mm-hmm. And so he's, he's trying to protect his people by putting down these uh, rebels. And so then when he encounters the, the Lord, <laughs> he's like, oh, 
my whole world just turned upside down. And everything that I thought true is shifted. He never stopped being a Pharisee. Yeah. Ever. Wow. He just said, okay, Jesus is actually Lord. What does that mean? Well, speaking of what does that mean, we should hear the second half of the story because it means yeah. something very interesting starting here in verse 10 of Acts 9. Now there was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. He answered, Here I am, Lord. The Lord said to him, Get up and go to the street called Straight. And at the house of Judas, look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. At this moment he is praying. And he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who invoke your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is an instrument whom I have chosen to bring my name before Gentiles and kings and before the people of Israel. I myself will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias went and entered the house. He laid his hands on Saul and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on your way here, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes and his sight was restored. Then he got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Ooh, okay. Um, hey, Pastor Brandon, mm. let's say you're Ananias, mm -hmm. and, and you're charged in a vision mm -hmm. with heading over to the person who's announced that they will arrest and murder anyone who follows Jesus. And you're following Jesus. How does this feel? Hmm. Well, I think I would be open to doing it if I didn't have children. Oh. Because uh, I would think, well, I'm definitely walking into my death. Yep. And so, yep. but if I did have kids, I'd be like, nope, sorry, God. Yeah. I got You're on I your got own a, here. Got a family to take care of. <laughs> Yeah, I, there is, there is, this is written so neatly that we miss the fact, in a way, that Ananias basically says, uh, that's cool, Jesus, that's cool. If I go, I'm going to die. <laughs> I've heard bad things about this person. Yeah, himself. and it's not just like bad things, like he's got a temper and this might be hard on me. He literally says to Jesus, um, hey, I've heard from many that he's, he's probably going to kill me when I walk into that house. Mm -hmm. And Jesus says, no, it's cool. You go. I mean, that's the Megan mm -hmm. translation mm -hmm. of what Jesus says. Um, it's, that's, that's hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, wow. It takes a lot of trust. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pastor Megan, you told the story before we hit record that I think you need to repeat about your conversation in Star Wars. Oh, Oh, fair enough. So, but this is a spoiler alert situation, friends. Um, Everybody's seen I know. It. I'm it's just saying <laughs> that this is about the Star Wars number seven, which which is, what's the title of that one? Darn it. I can't remember. It's number seven. It's the first of the new trilogy, right? Um, and here's where the spoiler alert begins. There's a character named Kylo Ren, who is actually the son of Princess Leia and Han Solo. And Kylo Ren is a bad guy, as it turns out. And toward the end of the movie, Han Solo... It goes out of hiding, basically, to approach Kylo Ren and try to convince him, no, really, I know that you're not a bad person. Come home. Like, you don't have to live like this. And Kylo Ren kills him. Kylo Ren kills his own dad. 
And I've been watching these movies with my kids, so now you know that I've been, you know, watching a movie where a son murders his father with my eight-year-old. Um, <laughs> but we were we were driving to uh, to childcare today, and because there's no school today, and um, my kid was in the back seat talking, and she reflected. She said, "Mom, why did Han Solo go to Kylo Ren if he knew that Kylo Ren was probably just going to kill him?" And I said, "Well, look, that was his that was his kid, and honey, you're my kid." And if something had gone wrong in your life and, and I knew that there was a chance that I could help you and bring you home, but that it might kill me, I would take the chance. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would go. And she got real quiet mm-hmm. in the backseat. Um, and it, 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 there's, a, there's a lot of echoes in this, right? Because there's this, I might be able to help someone, mm-hmm. but it might kill me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do it. And and this isn't even his kid. This is and all Ananias knows about this guy is that he he's out to get him. It's an enemy. It's an enemy. It's not it's not a son or a family member. Mm. Not that that necessarily changes it. Someone who wants to kill you wants to kill you. Like no matter who they Mm. are. Um, But but all Ananias has to go on is Jesus saying, no, this is this is what must happen. And it is and it is good and right. Uh, and does I mean Jesus doesn't even really pronounce that he'll be safe, right? All he says mm-hmm. is, "You're he's an instrument who I've chosen to bring my name before Gentiles and kings. I myself will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name." Not, it's cool, Ananias. You'll walk out safe. Jesus yeah. does not make that promise. Mm-hmm. He's just vouching for him. He's just saying, "No, no, no. This is good. This is good. Yeah, Saul needs so, to hear this." So here's where the it's kind of like Jesus says, "Just trust me." Yeah. Right. There's yeah. that word again. Yeah. Just. Do you trust me? Do you trust me? Just go see him. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a, so. He didn't say it's gonna be fine. No, he did not. But he say vouched it's be for fine. this guy. Yeah, yeah. But I, I wouldn't have done it. I don't think. Well, I I'm think too much of a chicken. Even if I didn't have kids. I think we're all pretty much in agreement <laughs> that this is this is a bit too tall of an order. And Ananias is a hero. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, he really is. And and look, he he walks in touches the guy who he knows wants to murder him Mm. like gets close enough to be grabbed and just says hey you know jesus the person whose name that if i say you you'll drag me off to be killed um he sent me here uh and it's true and the holy spirit comes down and and like within seconds saul sees gets baptized he doesn't even he doesn't even have anything to eat until after he's baptized he's so serious about it that he's like no 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 I'll get baptized first and then I'll have a bite. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that is, that is immediacy right there. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think I gloss over this story a lot. I'm like, oh, this is the story of how Saul became Paul. And then he went on and wrote a bunch of books of the Bible. Um, it's easy to softball it, but it's, mm-hmm. um, this is a story about risk. Mm-hmm. This is a life and death kind of story, really. Pastor Brandon, what are your what are your parting thoughts on this one? Well, I have I have many. Here here's what um, I love about this is we're doing a new series called Reimagining Mission on, oh, yes. on uh, Tuesday nights, yes. and so we're doing this thing called asset based community development. And it's um, what are the strengths? And so some of you who did the study guide during Lent Wednesday nights during Lent kind of did a little bit of this where you kind of identify, well, here are my strengths and how is God asking me to use these strengths to serve others? And it's almost like God says, yeah, okay, so Saul uh, is doing terrible things, but also he's super zealous, um, extroverted. He's not afraid to travel. I'm going to take all those strengths. I'm going to transform him and use those strengths that he has 
um, for good. Um, so I think that's really cool is how God's like, well, I can work with that. Because um, I think about all of us and how God's like, me, not the A-team, but I can work with it, right? There's, there's this murderous <laughs> um, zealot I've got, but I can work with yeah, that. Yeah, we can that's transform that. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> we can transform that. No big deal. But then also I think, um, you know, we the, the uh, worship series is life in his name. And I think a big part of life in his name is that we're given a mission. Uh, we're given a purpose. And I think... For people who may be listening and you're like, wow, what, what is my mission? Like, it might be helpful if, if God, you know, blinded me for three days and made it really clear. And we then don't, sent someone to like pronounce yeah, what I was and, supposed to and, do And next. then tell you. And, and we don't really get that. But we do get baptized. Um, mm. we, we do get baptized into this mission that God has because we don't have a separate mission. Uh, we're baptized into God's mission and we're, we're baptized to do kind of what Saul ends up doing is to tell other people about God's love in Jesus Christ. And so I think life in his name to me means uh, we're given this mission, we're given this purpose, um, even if we've done maybe some crummy things. Mm. Man, that'll preach. That's really good. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I think I'm going to call it Do right it. there. I'm going to let that stand. Friends, uh, It's it's always good to be here with you today. This is uh, the Carry On Cast. This is the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry on the work of Jesus Christ. Take care, everyone. May the road rise on.